Hello and welcome to the Radio Podcast powered by Accelerate. In today's episode, my co-host Vinayak Zogrekar and a panel of technology experts discuss a case study of deploying major releases for an insurance company on Appian's low-code platform. Our guests for today's episode are Tim Clark, Director of R&D at Accelerate, John Perigi, Senior QA Lead at Accelerate, and Gautam Jyotiakala, Appian Developer at Accelerate. So welcome on board everyone. Over to you Vinayak. Thank you, Madhura. Thank you for the introduction of the panel and welcome today's panel members, John Prerji, Tim Clark and Gautam Jyoti Akala, who have been working in Accelerate and they have been here spearheading the no-code, no-code platform called APN with whom we have a partnership. So first, let me ask Tim, who has been here uh, for long and he's been who's heading that practice as the vice president of delivery of North America. So, Tim, I would like to know from you, you know, a little bit about what is APN, how it is different from, there are so many low-code, low-code platforms, so what differentiates APN from others? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, Ben, APN is a low-code platform. It's built and engineered around the ability to deliver enterprise applications, enterprise business functionality to business users quickly, just like most other low-code platforms. But where this platform really shines is the breadth of its capability and its adherence to security standards. Appian does a lot of work in the government space, U.S. government, U.S. DOD, and it's got a very hardened, very secure environment. Uh, It's also got the ability to run the gamuts of everything that you need to write a business application from user interface. uh, It's among the best in process modeling, robotic process automation built right into the platform, decisions, everything you need. So I'll come back and revisit some of these interesting points. Uh, But before we go there, I'll ask Gautam. So Gautam, where did the journey start for you? Is it very hard to learn this APN as a low-code, no-code platform? And is it something like a programming language or what is it? Is it like as hard as Java or Python or what it is like? As of my experience, basically initially when I was started my career into APN, I was get training of a bit on Pega and then I got to know about this by checking the community edition and on the topics. They are both are mostly kind of similar on one another. So this was, I gained most of the training and knowledge, everything from the community itself. I felt it is not hardest or toughest to learn or that anything related to much amount of coding. I felt it can be learned quickly and easily. We don't get any hassles going through the training and all. Yeah, that's my experiences. All right. Thank you, Gautam. So let me turn my attention to John. So John, let me ask you, where did your journey with APN start? And was it something that you had even planned or it was like... It was unplanned. unplanned while I was working for earlier IPD for Altera. I was supporting testing for Altera and then they as an organization turned their attention to Appian. So the, there was this plan that was, you know, drawn out that we recruit the freshers from our Hyderabad location and preferably like five to ten of them. So we trained them on this Appian. So I joined along with them. Uh, I trained for Appian Level 1 certification along with the, uh, those candidates. So while during my journey, I found that, you know, the Appian community has got vast like examples where you can train by yourself. And then you have this Appian Guarantee Program videos. So if you listen to those videos carefully and if you follow with a little bit of guidance from, uh, say, an Appian architect like Richard or somebody senior, 
you can clear that level one certification pretty uh, easily. Just a little bit of hard work. So as Gautam said, it's not that difficult. If you want to go ahead, like in the further levels, yeah, then it becomes a little bit of knowing the, you know, what business you support, that kind of knowledge is more important as you going to diversify into process models and how it will help your business process, like, you know, how best you can design that process model. If you have that background knowledge, then it will be much more easier for you in terms of acting. So my journey began while trying to train the uh, freshers and along with me and Gautam and Richard, we were part of this 10 candidate training program, which lasted for more than three months. And uh, they started building, you know, local applications like the knowledge evaluation application and the document. I think there were a couple of other applications also. Uh, let me ask Tim, you, can you talk a little bit about, you know, there are some really senior folks in the team, like Richard, whose name was mentioned. And we just heard that there are some really junior who just joined and then they picked up like, uh, you know, Gautam and John along with a bunch of freshers. They So, like, what's the difference? I mean, is it that you have something like deep that not everyone needs to know there in APN? Or is it that uh, there's something outside of APN that people like Richard work on? With APN, you're still building an application. So just like in Java, you need a good understanding of the architecture behind it. You still need to do data modeling. You still need to do good user interface design. You still need to understand how components interoperate. You need to think about performance considerations, right? You need to understand how to put together and when to use which part of the Appian platform to build the application. So, you know, while you're building maybe a process model that's connected up to some user interfaces, that's pretty simple, pretty straightforward for somebody younger, somebody newer in their career to be able to do pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But to string together, a, you know, an entire enterprise scale business application, you still need an architect. You, you need somebody with a good understanding of what they're doing and, and how to do it in the platform. Right. Let me repeat my understanding. So this is something where, you know, you have to do data modeling for which you need to understand the business and the domain understanding of what is going on behind the scene and translate that into a model for which an architect is required to think of the, to have that mental model. And that is not something which uh, someone who's just learned the syntax or the initial part, what was covered in the training sessions and videos. So that is probably where you build some kind of workflow and uh, where there are handoffs and then uh, there are screens uh, between those handoffs. So is that understanding correct? Yes, primarily. So just like you would in a Java or a .NET application, you don't want somebody right out of college probably designing your data model or designing the process flow for the application, right? You need your architect for that. But once your architect has that you know, identified and laid out, then it's pretty easy for somebody relatively new out of college, out of training, to be able to implement the user interfaces and the process models and even you know, put hands to keyboard and, and create the data model. So the architect is there that they oversee the design. They make sure it's getting done right so that the application is going to work correctly and perform well and and all of that. So if it is so, why doesn't everyone use APN? I mean, what is it that is different? I'm not sure why everyone doesn't use Appian. How's that for an answer? I I haven't (laughs) found a business application use case that it can't solve yet. So it might be lack of education. You know, there is a subscription, so there's ongoing cost with it. Not too onerous when you compare it against the things you would have to do to manage your own infrastructure to run your own application. Lack of knowledge, maybe. Let's go with that. Maybe we haven't looked at it. So that's a good enough answer for today. 
Now, you know, I go to Gautam and ask Gautam, like, you've been working in this uh, for uh, so long now and you have worked with juniors as well as uh, senior people and all that. So coming to the domain understanding and the enterprise understanding, how easy or difficult it is to understand a mental model that is given to you by a senior and then use the APN language to convert that mental model into something that works. Initially, during our daily work as per the sprints that we planned, basically we have actually received a document like the business model and uh, like that. Based on that, the senior architects like Chad, uh, Nolan or Bob Travis, they will usually design uh, like a data modeling related work. And then we usually divide them as in some uh, like a piece of cards on each of the work. So we are getting the detailed description of what the work has to be done from where. The initial part, mostly every project, when it gets started with the data modeling. So once that is done, we will start with the initial work, like creating an interfaces or process connecting the interfaces to the other component related work, like the process. So do you so, use any IDE or any data modeling like uh, we used to have tools like Erwin or Toad or for data for uh, ER diagrams or for modeling something visually like Visio. So, yeah. uh, you use any tools? We use the uh, same Visio for some of the projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also have followed the Word document files with wow. the yeah, design documents. Yeah. So, let's uh, talk about a more interesting thing, John, that uh, you know, you had an experience with a release for one of our clients, uh, which is a large insurance company. So, can you? First, start with uh, just telling what this project was about and then probably, Tim, we can have you talk a little bit about the company that we are dealing with or we can go in the reverse order. In fact, Tim, first, why don't you tell a little bit about the client? Sure. The the client is a very large disability insurer. They do quite a bit of, of group disability work. So when you're getting disability insurance from your employer, They'll sell that. They're not so much an individual seller. They have some very big clients, including postal services and governments overall. And they were looking for a solution to help them manage their disability claims as they come in. So that's the process of making sure you have all the right documentation, making sure the person actually had coverage when the event occurred that that made them disabled, figuring out how much the coverage is worth, that sort of thing, and then moving it on to a different system manages those claims long term. So this was not a part of uh, the claims processing or was it a part of underwriting? Which part of insurance uh, workflow was this? It's the initial part of claims. They call it claims intake. Okay. So claim is already under, uh, the policy is already underwritten and then you have the claims, the initial entry point, I would say. Right. Pretty much we cover the span from first notice of loss, basically to making the decision that, yes, we're going to cover this claim and this is the amount we're going to cover it for. Yeah, I'll come to some more questions I have uh, in my mind. But before that, I would go to John and ask him, what was the specific project we are going to talk about today for this particular client that you were involved with, John? This was my introduction to Altera. So I was testing web-based applications uh, before, but uh, this one was a little bit different because it had the file net. That's the monster in itself, the file net, document storage. So uh, there was a lot of nuances to learn, to understand the flow, to understand the business model of the Canada Life, the claiming tech worksheet and the case worksheet. 
and there were a lot of what you call um, integrations that that happened within the worksheet like you know the calls that were made so there were a lot of challenges uh, for testing so we had mock data using soap mock we used to fire those uh, services but um, you know like the enhanced indexing broker was a complex thing in itself so, like how it pulls data into the worksheet and the customer is based on the document that comes into the system so all of this was pretty new to learn and um, but i had brenton martin who was my lead at that point in time so with his help and guidance he actually made me understand the concept and uh, uh, the turnaround time to deliver the r3 release was to learn and deliver was quite quick so i need to be on top of my learning curve and also test it and also and all the change requests that came from the client there were a lot of change requests like you know in terms of tickets which that that came from the client so we had to incorporate a lot of uh, you know the development team was too busy turning over tickets and we testing team uh, was on top of their game with each build that comes we used to turn over the release and i think we covered almost around team if i'm not wrong some 800 900 tickets came with the r3 release right so and uh, then we turned it over and uh, it was uh, nothing from the canada life and i asked brent and how did it go did, did we get any feedback from the reset he said it was all good you know we, we had no major hiccups or no major issues after the r3 release um, only maybe other change requests that came along later on so that was a good uh, learning curve for me yeah. as a qa person let me stop you uh, john so it's not clear to me as to what was this release about i mean Uh, this was about their claim intake worksheet which jim was talking about so that was this, uh, you know you already had a claim work uh, intake worksheet as i understood in earlier versions as well right yeah i think from the earlier version to this version the integrations were not i mean there was a differences in opinion in how the worksheet was developed and so we had to again redo whatever the changes that were asked for it and uh, make sure that all the integration worked as per the client's expectations and this r3 release was about taking over whatever the client gave us feedback and you know building the worksheet modifying it according to their needs and literally is releasing it back to prod but so that they could use it and what was the duration of this project when did it start i think it was 2016 Uh yeah, I think John's memory is good about the duration of the testing of the project. You know, that was a very hectic time or I recall that while bringing John onto the project and uh and trying to get through all that testing and get him ramped up on that. That was uh quite a heroic effort. And uh, how many people were working on testing alone? Two people, me and Brent. Okay. And how many test cases did you have any formal test cases for that? Yeah, I had uh, I think around 90 some test cases I wrote. and for that release but more than test cases it was the tickets the number of tickets that were turned over we had to make them customer ready so that after we tested they tested their team so, so that was the more herculean task and those were few hundred test uh, more than 100 yeah. tickets i can't remember the exact count but there were a lot of tickets okay so as i would say that the major challenge in this would have been to create mock data because the mock data has to resemble the production data so how close was the mock data to the actual production data and was there any issue that it, because very often it happens that the mock data it works but when you put it in production it doesn't work with production data so did you have any of those issues to be fair they did what they could the development team to give us the soap mock so i think uh, what they did was the best that they could do so we, i did not have access to production data so i could i'm not sure 
how close to production data it would, that was probably tin can share light on in that but i think it was pretty good because uh, if it was not then i think we would have heard from that line saying that you're not testing with a good set of data Tim? yeah i would i would agree with that john we usually don't have access to our customers' production data for testing, data security, HIPAA rules, all that sort of thing do apply. So we don't need to see it for testing, so we don't see it. But the end result was when the customer tested it, they didn't really come back with any data-related issues. So we did have enough patterns that were close enough to their data in the testing to make it valuable. Wonderful. Thank you and congratulations to all of you for completing this project and this release successfully. Now let's uh, take a few minutes before we close out to talk what's the future holding for APN. What's 2022 going to look like? We are in 2021 and everyone is talking about the importance of uh, all these things. And you briefly mentioned security, how important it is. And uh, we have many things on the horizon like cloud and migration to cloud. So how's 2022 going to look like for the world of Appian and uh, how our partnership is going to help us get there? Sure. Appian uh, lends itself really well to cloud migration and data security. They've built their cloud native, their cloud first, even though you can install on-prem. Folks do choose to go to the cloud most often. So as you're looking to you know, move into the cloud as a platform for your data, as well as your applications, using microservices, all of those important things to to keep your business running and, and hopefully reduce your tech debt. Appian is a fantastic platform to consider to get there. So to close out, I just have uh, one last question. And Tim, uh, is there something that we needed to cover today that we didn't cover? And is there a question that you wanted me to ask that I didn't ask? No, I don't think so. I think it was a good conversation, covered quite a bit of ground, and look forward to talking more with you guys in the future. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, John, Tim, and Gautam. Thanks for your time, and it was wonderful chatting with you, and happy 2022, and we look forward to an exciting year for APN practice. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Vinay. Thank Good you, Madhura. Thank you. Day, everybody. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Gautam. Thanks, Vinayak. And thank you, Tim, Gautam, and John for joining us today. That was an insightful conversation for our listeners. And thank you, everyone, for joining this episode. For more information on Appian Product Engineering and Technology Solutions, visit our website, www.accelerate.com. Thank you.